This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Live commentary. An easy finish really for Sergio Torres. Heading past him into an empty net. It's very disappointing for Crystal Palace and it's 2-0 Crawley. It's horrific, but it's, it's much, much worse as being in the press area in the Crawley main stand. <laughs> Happy to hear them, Sean. Who are you at the Palace Benz? Live interviews. The deal that's done, are you, uh, that you got the message about, is it? Is it definitely done? or? Hopefully, yeah. I need to get off the phone, really, and, and find out. But, um, <laughs> All right, no, we'll let you I go think, then. I think, it, I think it was the midfielder or the striker, I'm not sure. One of the two. <laughs> Expert analysis. Peter Ramage has gone on a season-long loan to Barnsley. Uh, Dog phone. <laughs> Cowbells. That was utterly ridiculous. Way. Oh dear. Oh dear. Right, don't milk it. You get right on my teats. Move along. <laughs> yeah, keep churning them out. Well, most of the time, anyway. Homesdale Radio. Hello and welcome to a special Homesdale Radio podcast. With both the Palace and Hull Radio teams having a break until mon- the Monday night game against Fulham, we're taking a bit of time out to do something a little different. This is the first in what might be <laughs> a regular look at the many presenters we have in rotation at Hull Radio Studios. In this podcast, we'll be getting to know people's favourite, Joe Holyoke, and we'll be speaking to his partner in so much radio-based crime, Nick Gusset Gillard. <laughs> uh, due, <clears throat> due to a slight hiccup with timing, uh, you'll be treated to the two being interviewed together, which I'm already dreading. Uh, each week you'll hear uh, different voices giving their you do give hear oh, so bad. Each week you hear different voices all giving their views on a variety of topics. But have you ever wondered who these people are? What do you mean no? Well, we're going to tell you anyway. Uh, we hope this it would work if I'd not been so obviously reading it. Um, we hope this will bridge the gap between the uh, between shows, and we'll try to bring you more in the upcoming show breaks as the season progresses. Anyway, hello, gentlemen. Hello, evening. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's still just about evening, nearly night. Um, okay, so I've got uh, a series of questions for you. 
Um, some of them are just basic Q&A type stuff, and some of them will uh, hopefully get a little bit of discussion going. I may or may not chip into some of those discussions if you're very, very lucky. Uh, I've got a couple of listener questions for the end as well. The first question, if I may start can with I, you, can Mr. I just ask oh, before oh, begin, who, who, who are you modelling yourself on as an interview? Are you going to be more Michael Aspen mm-hmm. or, or are you Parky? Well, what, or are you, are you going to be the chirp, kind of Chris Evans type of interview? Yeah. Or, or do you think you're suave enough to do, do Jonathan Ross? What do you reckon, Joe? <laughs> Who's he closest to? Alan Carr. Uh, <laughs> Jetty man. Um, what the thing is, most of our listeners won't know who Michael Aspel is. Um, account of their age. Um, and That's ageist. Mike a lot Parkinson, of older listeners. Michael Parkinson, they'll know from the uh, the adverts. But you know, you know, uh, Saga or whatever it is that you're, you guys are signed up to, probably that. So, um. Uh, I'm, I'm doing Jonathan Ross without a speech impediment. How about that? Is that right? Go on, then. All right. First question, Mr. Joe. Can we be interviewed by... Oh, fuck me. What about Ian Holloway? I want, I want to be <laughs> interviewed by Ian Holloway. Give, just to give me that palace I'll do the... <laughs> right. First question will be done in a Bristolian accent. All right. right. So, so, Mr. Joe Olio, So, so why palace? Uh, oh, wow. Um, well, because I originally come from New Addington, um, went to school in, in Croydon, and most of my mates at the time were Palace fans. Um, well, <clears throat> yeah, they were, they were Palace fans, but really they were, they were like my mate. We had a little gang of us called the, the RBRF, the Red Bus Rover Firm, because that was the ticket we used to get. Um, from from the estate by bus to go into into Croydon, East Croydon, and then get a train, get drunk, and then go to Palace. Um, but yeah, Roy was a West Ham fan. John was a uh, John Walsh was Man United. Curly Walsh was Leeds. Um, Rhino was was Palace. So it was it was. Um, I didn't really want to be, you know. I'll save the the end of it. The, the other side of, of, of football for me for the listener question at the end that I've just had a little bit of privy to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But um, uh, say the people you went to school with, and that was the first uh, thing that you found out that Joel went to school. Um, but <laughs> the people you went to school with sound like characters from the Beano, so I did enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, <laughs> no, they're, they're all good lads, and I, I don't see enough of them like I should do, really. Um, still see Roy but uh yeah it, it's um it's, so, so yeah we all started going to Palace and and uh you know I, I still I, I know for a fact that um that most of my friends they do go to Palace and but they also see their own teams you know at, at their respective grounds and if they're in London so um but yeah no I've, I've, I've the first time I ever went to Palace was um I was completely oh. hooked on it all right, well, we'll come to that in a little bit because you nearly went on to the next question. Okay. Um, Nick, obviously, we've, when you were a listener many moons ago, we, uh, we did interview you in a similar way. Obviously, no one's going to yeah. go back to those podcasts, so um, just pretend that never happened. Um, so, same question to you, mate. What was it about Palace? Why did you start supporting them? Um, my mum took me when I was six Aww. for a Saturday afternoon, and it just, ever since then, that was it, Palace. And uh, my granddad was a Palace fan, and it's just a family thing. So, yeah, I used to go um, third division. I think Rotherham, 76. We must have won 2-1, I think, standing at the front of the Homesdale. I heard the C word the very first time that day. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, um, so, that's um, a revelation. 
cash. Yeah, and, and just kept going. Um, I had a couple of years off when we moved down to Cornwall. That was the most gutting moment. Mm. It was um, the last game I saw was the uh, Burnley game, and then uh, I I missed out for a few seasons, and then kind of drifted back towards the end of the eighties. Mm. Was well, a decent game to sign off with, though. It was. It was, and I kind of came back just as Cobble was building. Mm. Really, uh, um, standing in the Alpha, in the middle of the Alpha. There was quite um, a few um, from the Homestale online that uh, stood there. Yeah. So, um, when you, you make reference to that Burnley game, and obviously Joe knows the game you mean, as, as do I, but um, although it was a year before I was born, just to make you feel old, but, um, I mean, obviously there might be uh, listeners of a certain age who don't know what we're referring to. So, I mean, that it was... was um, cool. It was completely crazy. We, I was living in Battersea at the time with my dad. And we got to the ground at ten past six. And as we were getting to the turnstiles, they were closing them as we were getting to them. And in the end, my dad paid 70 quid for a pair of tickets right at the back of the Bain stand. A lot of money in them days. A yeah, lot yeah. of money. Um, yeah, but I just remember watching everybody flooding onto the pitch at the end. Mm. And uh, the, the plastics coming out. I was in Cornwall and suddenly when Palace were top of the table, suddenly you'd see three or four kids with the Palace sash kit. Mm. you think, oh... Oh, you know, you've never been to a game. Yeah, it's, um, it's getting like that now, of course, though. And um, but that, that got all that to look forward to, I guess. Um, but you know, it's it's a, I suppose it's a more global game now. I mean, back then you wouldn't have seen anywhere near the coverage that you get now of, of, of Palace. But no, you, just, a lot of the time, if you if you missed a result on the news or the radio, then you had to wait to look in the papers the next morning. I mean, it was it was good being down in Falmouth. I used to go and watch Falmouth Town, so it's a bit non-league. And uh, they they used to have you know I watch a game every week and uh, Ted McDougall loads of uh, ex Southampton players ended up playing in the Western League as it was then mm-hmm. but it was good. Um, so you, you you sort of you mentioned your first game there was a game against Rotherham. Um, I'll come back to you and see if you've got any sort of detail you might recall on that. But Joe, what was your first game you actually saw live at Sellers Park if you can remember? Oh, Jay, I'm just. I really can't. Do you know what? I can't remember. Um, um, well, what's the first one that you do remember? <laughs> or, or maybe the, coming the, back to it. Go well, the, the, the one that stick. Obviously, I was I was at the two 0 because I, what I did, I used to sell Palace lottery tickets. Mm. I used to sell lottery tickets back in the day, and if you sold them, you got a couple of tickets to a home game for free. Um, and I remember my dad wouldn't take me, so I asked the, the milkman um, who, who said he was a Palace fan. But um, I mean, he could quite well have been. Was he? Uh, uh, was he called Ernie? Did no, he the uh, rattling Sa- of his crates in the morning. Savile, Sav- yeah, or something. His name was, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's that's the game that, that's always going to stick out in my mind. But um, mm. I, I know that I went through a few that season. It was the first season I started selling those, and it, it entitled me to go to the to that game. But. Uh, to be honest with you, I was—I remember being crushed in the middle, and then getting caught up in the surges, and and then being put down, a fr- you know, over the barrier onto the front until there was people had been crushed backwards. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an amazing fifty-two thousand. I just can't see. You know, I'm thinking there was sixty, sixty-five because there were people jumping over the walls. You know, but you know, people, yeah. two blokes holding it, lifting their mates up. Uh, you know, to get him over the wall, their mate's balancing on the wall, and he's pulling his mates over by their arms. You know, it's it just people paying two and three quids to get in, and it's just everyone. I just imagine every Palace fan went to that mm-hmm. game. I honestly do. 
Well, it, it's, I mean, people can't really imagine it now. And it, it just makes me laugh in a way because you see the, the attention that certain uh, things get now in terms of crowds, the way crowds behave. And we had all this fuss not too long ago about people linking arms and stuff like that. And then you go back to a game like that where everyone was standing and, you know, there's probably 10, 15,000 more people than there should have been in that ground. Oh, without all got in there. And, you know, and going, talking about surges as well, I've been, you know, I'm, I have, it's one of the things that I regret about my age and the fact I didn't really go to, to many live games until I was a bit older and I, I sort of missed out on all that. Um, I've had a few little surges, well, quite recently, we had one at uh, Peterborough. Peterborough yeah. Both times I've been to Peterborough, I've got knocked over, but mainly due to alcohol. But, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a different game these days, isn't it? It, it is, and it, I'll tell you for why, because what we did, on the terraces, we had songs that you can't sing in seats. Knees up Mother Brown. <laughs> you you won't you yeah, won't remember that, but Nick, Nick will remember that in the in the yeah. in the Arthur. But you just you just run around like a load of lunatics, just bang banging into each other. No one got hurt. Yeah, no one yeah. got. No one. You know, it was just. Let's it, all have a disco. Was another one in the Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> can I just can I just say with knees up, Mother Brown? I didn't really need any more of the idea of you two being Chaz and Dave put in my head. But now <laughs> I no, no 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 no. It wasn't. It, it was. Uh, yeah, he's up, Mama Brown. He's up, Mama Brown. Yeah. So you must go. Hey, oh, oh. Yeah. If I catch you wanking, I saw you're not right. Sorry, oh, but anyway, here, here we go. Yeah, we but, go. It, but he really did have to get your knees up. Everyone did it. It was just a on a freezing cold. You know, when there was nine or ten thousand there, and you you had to shout at the geezer to ask the time. You know, <laughs> the nearest bloke to you, it, it, and it so, was freezing, and someone just went, "Oh, right, knees up, Mama," and, and you all just did it. Yeah, it was it was an yeah. amazing an amazing time at Palace. Mm. So Nick, uh, your first game? Rotherham. I just remember kind of how big everything seemed really. Well where'd you um where where were you in the ground? I was at the front of the homestale to the um just to the right of the goal. The old, I mean, the old my, terrace of course, yeah. Yeah, I kinda of got passed down. It sounds like old old conscious folklore, but I literally did get passed down to the front. Mm. So I could see the game, and it just you could smell the pitch, and you're so close to the action, and I was just hooked. The moment I was, you know, five yards from everything going on. That was the cigarette right. smoke you was hooked on, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was all younguns at the bottom, wasn't it? And you'd come, someone would come round selling monkey nuts. I seem to remember football crazies before Peter time then, and they used to throw them into the crowd for nothing. You did, oh, really? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't even know what a football crazy. What? When I first went, they used to play adverts over the Tannoy. I remember mm. the Woolworths advert being played a lot. Um, do they still make Berger paint gel? Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I would ever buy. So no, I, I really don't know. They may do. Right? Can I just so say that's, a, that's a big advertising impact on the young mind. You see, I can remember Berger paint all these years later. That's my highlight of the show so far. You remember do they, do they still make pet Berger paint? <laughs> there's one. There's one question I want uh, wanted asked today. It, it was that, and now now we've got it. You don't know. No one knows, but no one knows the answer. But we've we've asked it, the important it. question. He's talking too much for our show tonight, Nick. You know that. <sighs> yeah, I do. It's, it's like Dennis Lord and looks familiar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a clipboard. That's the one. That's the thing. I do. Um, next okay. question. Next question. Thanks. Um, I'll ask this in the style of Dougie Friedman. <clears throat> this is going to go so badly. I've, I've even planned a Scottish accent. <clears throat> Jelly, who's your favourite all-time player? Oh, 
Who's your favourite all-time player and why? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> oh, so many. Um, oh, uh, blimey. On. You Come can't on. spring that on me, this. Andy Gray. Andy Gray. Okay, well, Andy. that's an interesting choice. Um, yeah. England International, of course. Not so much there. It's just I used to, um, used to have a bet. I used to be out to have a bet, and I'll put two quid on. On him to score the first goal, he used to take free kicks and he could, he could murder the ball. But in saying that, oh Jerry Murphy had the greatest left foot I've ever seen. Um, oh good God, you can't put that. I need, I need time to think that. Well, Nick. all right, um, Nick. Nick can answer while you're having a little think. Nick, um, it's between either Wilf, righty, just to please Gerald because I know how much <sighs> he likes him. No, 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 and, go on. Um, Probably Peter Taylor, Vince Hilaire. Yeah, what I was going to say. Those, those were the kind of big players. Check the same bloke. I saw. <laughs> Peter, Peter Taylor, Taylor Vince Hilaire, yeah. Vince Hilaire, but he's, he's, he probably didn't have as much, as many. What he did, he was as quick as Wilf. He was as tricky yeah. as Wilf. But he had, and I don't mean to say horrible, he had more in products. He was a winger when wingers were told. Get down a wing and cross the ball. Don't shoot. Yeah. Cross the ball. Cross the ball. And that's, but he was crossing a Davy Swindlehurst. You know, you're talking about a that was getting 30, 35 goals a season. He just was put it, it up Mar- Glenn Murray of his day. Yeah. Well, I always think he was better in the air than Glenn Murray. I mean, you put um, that ball up to him and he was, he was just, and that was the day when you could put everything in the net. The goalkeeper, centre-back, yourself and the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, I reckon uh, Arthur Dixie Dean's 61 goals that season. 66. 66. Was when it uh, when he pushed the keeper into the net with the ball, and, yeah. and the goals were given. Peter Taylor was the first kind of hero because he was playing for England when Palace were in the third division. Yeah. So I came into the um, into it when Alison was the manager and uh, Terry Venables was the coach. And for years, I used to look at the back of my power to the Palace single on bus stop records. Was flying <laughs> high as the side, and uh, it said Terry Venables coach. And to my young mind, I really thought the coach was the one who drove him to the matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, look, I, it's just going a little back a little bit, just um, again, trying to look after the, the younger listeners a little bit. Because you, obviously you talked about Vince Allaire, and again, someone who, well, I was, I think, four when he left, Pat, uh, left Palace the first time. He went out, um, I think he went to Luton, I think it was. Um, but Did he go to Luton? Did he go to Portsmouth? Uh, I think so. well, maybe yeah. All right, maybe that was a play for Luton for a bit when I had a plastic pitch. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well then. Anyway, but like obviously you've you've talked about him and a lot of people have talked about him favourably in comparison to to Wilf. So, I mean, he didn't get the the sort of the kind of recognition that Wilf's got though, did he? Like his, no, he did. Know, his, his no, 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 but in, in terms of his overall career, well, I suppose obviously it's very it was very early days for Wilf, but he's already got a full England cap, and that's something that didn't happen to Vincelaire. So. I mean, yeah, you, you, should, you, should he have gone on? Should he have gone on to be better than perhaps he did? I suppose yeah, is my question. But but the thing is, back in them days, it, it, it was the dare I say, you know, when he was when he was fantastic. Mm. I'm trying to think how many black players well, there we, were when, for we had, when we had when All we right. had a team jail when we had the Venables team. We every player was brilliant in that team, and Venables left, and we had the whole Clive Allen swap thing, didn't we? And half of our team went to QPR, and they never did as well for their respective teams. It was one of those moments where all those players together were right together, and not as good anywhere else. Maybe Kenny Sanson who moved on, but you know, is is the one that 
that did mm. the best out of that kind of era, isn't he? But we never kept our we never really kept our good players for very long, did we? You know, well, there was, a, there was a, that jail? No, no. We're, we're saying that. I mean, Jeff Thomas played for us for a fair few years. But what I'm saying is, you know, when we've when we've actually had a really really good player, even to this day, you know, we we can't seem to keep hold of him. It's very sad. I mean, I'm just hoping that that with with the way that football is run as a business instead of just as a you know as as a as a rich man's toy in regards to teams as, as like us. Um, you know, okay. uh, to be honest, I'll go back to a little point you you made about um, the the fact that international recognition might not have come because because Vince Allaire's, um colour, uh, and he, it's funny because obviously it's not that long ago we're talking here. Obviously, it's in in your living memory. So you know, as much as I tease you for being old, you two, it's really not that long ago. Uh, and I've just got a little quote here from Vince Allaire about his early days um, at Palace and. He was talking about he was warming up uh, on the su- at the subs bench uh, from the subs bench at Vale Park in 1976. He says this goes after about 20 minutes. The manager, uh, the then manager Terry Venables, told me to go and have a warm up. I came out of the dugout and started jogging around the touchline. I couldn't believe the abuse that was coming at me. Animal noises and all the names you could think of calling a black person, any name under the sun, and it frightened me a bit. So I couldn't wait to get back in the dugout. And I thought, well, if this <laughs> is the sort of reception I'm going to get, then I really don't want to know. And I suppose. Point I'm trying to make is um, is when when you know you're you're making that recollection, it almost sound you like you almost thought twice about saying it, but that's well, how far things have well, come. Well, because it? because yeah. the PC world that we live in nowadays, it, it doesn't allow you to say a lot without being castigated for, mm. for 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 any kind of remark. But but what I'm saying is, I mean that, that you know the first player, first black player to play for England was Laurie Cunningham, which was quite a way before that. But then Laurie mm. Cunningham was a very special. You know, very very special player, but uh, it, it must have been. You know, I mean, I, I, you you say that about about Vince Lair and he, and he's it's nice. It's nice when players come out and they tell you of their experience and they tell you the truth. And I, 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 it, it, because of the way that we do live, you can't actually use the words. Mm. But love someone have. Um, someone a, a black player to turn around and use the words that they were used so that the youth now could understand the dog's abuse that they did take i mean i i remember john barnes playing at liverpool against against millwall running down the wing at the old den and getting mm. and, and getting bananas thrown at him yeah like, that's yep. a fucking disgrace i mean that, that that would have been a disgrace even back then but it just didn't you know and but it, it didn't it weren't just that i know that the racist side of football was there, but you know when they threw a mar- when, when a, someone threw a Mars bar at Gaza, you know when he was taking a mm. corner, I can't remember, and he just you know he took a bite out of it and stuck yeah, his yeah. thumb up. But you know it, there's always been a serious side and a serious undertone in football. It's still a serious undertone now. You still there, there is, but it. yeah, it's not obviously it's football, nothing. Football's changed a lot though, hasn't it? I mean since no, I mean, it um, is. It is. since but, the but, uh, but, Heisel disaster and, and and other things that happened around that time, but, football but you, football really changed, especially when Sky but, came in. It's but, a different experience you, now, Nick. Nick, just staying on, just staying on the, on the dark side of football. It, do you not think that as a club, Crystal Palace have, have, have always encouraged um, black players to come through, um, because we've because you know it's, it's, oh, I'm trying to think how to, you well, know, in South it, London we yeah, we have the locality, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the locality allows us, uh, uh, you know, allows for colour to come into it. I'm trying a bit, trying yeah. to tiptoe the other. Um, yeah. But but what I'm no, saying is we have eight. You know, players, we like, doesn't matter who they are. Jill, no, sorry, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is we we have been a club that have never been frightened to uh, to offer anybody 
no matter what, you know, the Chinese when we had Fanzi and Fanji, was it Fanzi and Fanji? Do, do you not think as well that we have we we have led, yeah, we have led the way in 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 the cultural. I think we've almost led the way in cultural football in this country. I really do. There's so many firsts that we should, that we've been associated in. Well, uh, I, think, at Palace. I, think, I think I know the point you're making, and obviously I'll, I'll move us on for a second, but obviously yeah, the point you're making is that um, Palace, this is part of what makes us special, I suppose, is Palace is a club that's not afraid to be representative of its community. and Absolutely. Uh, that, that's something that's even more evident un- under our current owners as well, because there's a lot of work that goes un- unsung and unsaid about um you know, sort of the, the way that the club just get out into the community and use football to sort of bring people together and get kids off the streets and stuff like that. So well, they, yeah. they, they, they um, run an after-school club where I work mm. a couple of nights a week. You know, yeah, so. that, I mean that's just yeah, absolutely. Nick. And the thing is, it frustrates me a little bit because people don't really know too much about it. There's the study centre at Palace that do some amazing work, and um, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly go. Um, last little thing on Vince there, then I've got some more questions for you. Okay, Nick, okay. Uh, they, we, I'll tell you what you used to do. You used to go up at Palace, at, um, up to the, uh, not the Holmesdale Road. Oh, Christ. The opposite end. Whitehorse Lane. Whitehorse Lane. And where these ga- the garages, the Sainsbury's petrol garages, there used to be a calf on the corner. Mm. And every morning, Vince Lee used to eat his breakfast in there. Every single morning. And you used to better go in there, and he'd sign an autograph, and he would talk to you. And it, and it wouldn't matter how big, how old, how young you were. He was always just a stand-up, really good guy, and I always remember that. Just remember running past and just been hey, you know, and and he would always wave, he always put his bacon sandwich down and wave to you. Just it was just he's, a really nice guy. He's um, um, a cliche, but the footballers kind of live outside in their in their own bubble now, didn't they? They, mm. you, you know, you, the old stories of Stan Bowles being in the bookies five minutes before the game, and you know, players in the fifties getting the bus, and you know that's that's all gone, and that's that's something that's sad, sadly missed, I think, because you know, yeah, you can still um, last season we had it a lot, and that's that's yeah. why I liked it, that's why I enjoyed bringing the kids to the games because it, it felt you know our team, and especially being involved in whole radio and kind of you know, it it it, it does feel something special to be part of. Mm, absolutely, the club's like that. I mean, this this season's been a little bit different, I suppose, because there's just been a lot more people about, a lot more fans. It doesn't quite feel as personal at the moment, but but I'm sure. I mean, you can still go down the players' lounge and talk to the players after the game, and they're they're all still happy to talk to you. Well, most of them anyway. So, um, I haven't been down there myself for a while, but I mean, I I still think we've got a fantastic connection between club and fans. Uh, anyway, the next question should hopefully hopefully be a bit more fun than who's well bit less taxing than who's your favourite all-time player is who's your worst all-time player and why um, which of you wants to start first <laughs> go on Nick go on I'll, Nick I'll go on. start I'll, he played against Everton for nothing it was the first time I'd ever been at the kind of family stand end and uh, he he wanted to get a contract and he ran about I've never seen anybody run about so much as him but with such little effect and that was um, Thomas Brolin yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. See, he's one obviously that I remember well because you had kind of the the massive contrast, didn't you, between Attilio Lombardo, one of the greatest yeah. players ever to wear the shirt, um, even for such a short time, and then <laughs> then you had little Thomas Brolin, who was fatter than me, and just yeah, uh, 
you know, great player at one stage in his career, but what happened to him, I'll, I'll never know. Um, Joel, similar thoughts, or you got some? Ah, oh, absolutely, no, yeah, and and I need to slap myself for not mentioning um, uh, Lombardo in my favourite players because he really yeah. was, you know. But I mean, how can you, we we going back thirty odd years? You're trying to pick out a handful of players, but yeah, yeah, he he certainly was special, and it was a, 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 a you know fantastic for us to see someone like him wearing. Wearing our shirt, really, really I, was. Yeah, I was, I was stunned at the time because I, I said it before. I think on the show, I can't remember when we were last talking about it, but it was, it was in the. There was a period of time where Channel Four had the Italian football, and um, I'd been watching Lombardo and had been thinking about what amazing, amazing player. He's so distinctive, you know. He's completely bald at a, um, about you know, twenty years old or whatever, but he's so distinctive, and you just saw how good a player he was and suddenly he's in a Palace shirt and it was and you think he, you know he left Palace and went to was it Juventus and ended up winning the title I don't know amazing stuff or Lazio maybe can't remember but um, yeah so worst all time players there well you both go for Brolin um, I can remember a guy we had on loan Andy Morrison from uh, from Man City who looked just just built like a tank and played a lot like one and there was of course the legendary Amir Karic as well uh, who's a like, right back we had on loan looked like he'd never played football um, anyway, so let's move on from that. Um, guys, who's your favourite in the current squad? Joe? Uh, it, uh, it's, it, it's, it's horrible to pick out. See, the thing is, I, I like a trier rather than someone with loads and loads of skill. Hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, he's not even in the current squad because he's out on loan. But, I mean, I, I love Ramage for everything that he was with our yeah. club um, he still is a Palace player um, I like Delaney I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's quality I think Joe Ward is well I just think he's destined for for bigger you know should the worst happen to us he's destined for a bigger place than us um, but but um, so that that one player that we couldn't do without that one player that you just you go you, you just think you know, he, he's kind of the reason I'm watching the team. It's a tough one, isn't it? No, nah, no, not not the reason I watch the team. I watch the team because I love my team, and I, and, I, and I couldn't give it. It, it, it could be fucking a, a team of green people. It wouldn't matter to me. But I mean, it, a person we couldn't do without probably Jednick. Mm. Jed, without um, that, I think he, he just every just ticks every box, doesn't he? Yeah, Nick. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com passing ones all right well um it'll be all right it'd be off the villa (laughs) let's say um 
Well, that's a discussion for uh, for perhaps another show. So, Nick, who is your current favourite in the squad? My current favourite in the squad. Um, I quite like um, Dwight Gale. I like his liveliness. I think it's going to be good for us. I, like, I can see his potential. Uh, um, Jedinak needs to get back to form. Um, Stuart O'Keefe. I thought that's who you were going to go for, Joe. Stuart O'Keefe. To be perfectly honest. I mean, Paddy's important. I hope he can get back soon. Um, yeah. It's hard because the team team's so different to last season, and I've only seen them. How many home games have we had? Three. It's not been yeah. many, has it? Can, you can, know, I, can, I just, can I just tell you a little bit why I think Jedinak hasn't shined this year? This, my, this is my take on it, right? Because in the Championship, they lump it all up in the middle and he wins headers and headers and headers. And in the Premiership, they put it on the floor and they bypass him. That's, that's it's, it. um, yeah, it's what Alex picked out during a show not too long ago. He said um, after the first couple of games, the teams that had watched us just worked out what to do with Jednak and it was to pass around him. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's absolutely right and that's something we've got we to overcome. So... Um, so yeah, so you're 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 struggling a bit there, um, Nick. But you, you but you reckon you reckon Dwight Gale is currently the one who's maybe getting you the most excited in terms of what he was in the current. Yeah, certainly more than Shamak has. Up this, um, I don't. Well, it's a discussion for another time. But um, yeah, I think Dwight Gale's a trier. Like what? I said, Joe, he he wants to do well. And not yeah, sure. Not sure on ability as well. That that little header against Liverpool, I think that's. It's a goal from open play, which although he'd scored his first uh, from the penalty spot and you know won the penalty himself, mm. I think the first from open play was important for him because yeah. it just goes to show you he's a little lad, but he's, he's good in the air. And AJ and used to, to get a few headers, didn't he? So, yeah, and what plays to score it to give him confidence? Yeah, you know, I exactly. scored my first Premiership open play goal at Anfield. You know, yeah. So more to come from him, definitely. All right. So um, this is a bit of an open-ended question, more of a discussion for you both. Um, and I'm sure I'll chip in. A, a, a lot's made of style of play. A lot of people like to talk about it and have done for, for many, many seasons. Uh, it's a topic on Homesdale quite a lot. Um, so in your view, watching Palace, which manager has got us playing the best football? Steve Bruce. Oh, yes. Okay. We played Norwich. I think it was on the telly. And I, it's the best I've ever seen Palace play. We were defending from the front not giving Norwich any space we mullered them absolutely mullered them and uh, it was just a joy to watch it really was best best I've seen us tactically Norwich just didn't have a clue okay um, but from one performance you know there was other stuff and the other stuff he did wasn't good um, yeah, yeah but but I mean the question was about style of play and um, he did it quite quickly didn't he he sort of assembled a team got a few kind of unfashionable type of players in uh, I mean, Jovan Karofsky stands out for me because yeah it, it, you know he'd it, it, known him as a youth player at Man United and he hadn't really done anything at all in his career um, and came to Palace and he just looked he looked a sensational player and he, he was playing sort of it's in midfield but it was more dropping in behind the strikers and obviously we had Morrison and Friedman and uh, yeah, was AJ there at the time? I think that was a bit later on, wasn't it? Is it Clinton? Oh, Morrison. Clinton, yeah. Oh dear. We got AJ back off. Uh, Bruce gave us AJ, didn't he? I yeah, think. he did. That's true. Yeah, when he left. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there you go. Took took Morrison. Yeah, and gave us AJ. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's how it worked. But it was yeah. yeah it was, we it got was... from uh, Terry Venables with bloody Clive Allen. <laughs> yeah, before my time again, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So so Steve Bruce for you, and I can understand why. Um, Joe, couple, I think. Couple in terms of style me. of play, really. 
in in terms of of getting a bag of rag and muffins like righty and totally untried, stick him up front, and he terrorised Liverpool in the nineteen ninety ninety. You know, and this, the semi final was nineteen ninety ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Um, I just I just think he had a, a lot of unfashionable a lot of unfashionable players who who you know he just said go out and do this and I just did it. It's, it's what old old football was like. You know, the manager said do it. He did it. He didn't sulk. He didn't try and come off. He didn't, you know. I just, I just, Coppel's always been very good for our club. Um, yeah. uh, you know, in my, my personal opinion, I wouldn't like to see him back again. I think football's moved on. But, you know, I I think uh, he, he always has, you know, I, I know he had Palace at the, uh, 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 the best of Palace. It, it, deep in his heart, I think he loves our club. And it, you wouldn't come back somewhere as many times as he has. And, you know, in, and have relative success but you know that that year was a very special year in a club. Well, it was our best ever year. Yeah, I, so. obviously his his reign was was the when I got into Palace, and I can remember at the time it was. It's like you said, but you can look back at it and say, and I, I know there were people who complained at the time of the sort of long ball physical kind of style. But like you it say, it wasn't a lot, long ball. I was watching well, the season end video um, mm. of that season, and yeah, we did get the ball forward quickly, but it'd be two, three, four passes straight up to right and bright. You know, Salaka was so quick up them wings. It was, you know, it was, yeah. it was quick counter-attacking football, really but fast. We, we, we have always been synonymous with wingers. You know, that's the other thing. We always have had decent wingers. They always had decent wide players, and I think that's what you know. There's, it's, it's, a, it's almost a forgotten, a forgotten thing now. You know, if a winger comes along, you know, this this Andreas Townsend now. You know, I think he'll make wings. Yeah, Andros, whatever his face is. <laughs> but anyway, he's um, he'll make he'll make wingers. You know, Will's not getting any time, so he won't he won't he won't be for him. But you know, he'll make wingers fashionable again. And we all, we've always had good wingers. Always had really good wingers. You know, Salad scoring okay. from forty yards in the mist at Nottingham Forest that night in the mm. cup. Just, um, unbelievable. Um, Nick's having some sort of problem with his microphone there. I don't really know why you're doing that. He, um, but I want to move us on a bit quickly because I mean it's been a great discussion, but we don't want to um, we don't want to just stop halfway. And I know Nick needs to get out of here pretty soon. So um, listen, uh, let's just get on to it. What's your views on the season so far, Joe? Uh, I just too much expectation. Miles, too much expectation. I just, you know, I just think that, that, that apart from the clubs that have come up with us, um, you know, everyone knew that, that if if uh, Cardiff didn't come up, then then you know Vince Tan, I think was could probably about go walk out. But yeah. I just, um, you know, with the Premiership, we you just have to get your head around the fact that even the poorest team now. Let's just go for Norwich, who have been there two years, and and say that they, they, they're two hundred million pounds in front of us. Mm. They, in football terms, it means they can go out. Like Southampton, they paid fourteen point five million pounds for that stri- striker from Roma, to, yeah. and we now know that to our cost. You know, yeah. it's it's things like that that if we stay in the Premiership for another year or two, then we can be bidding for that because. You know, it's just it's having it's having so it's having the money to get players. It's a money to grab, to, isn't it? Well, it's not. Mm. It's not a money grab. I've always said that I think players pay for the money, and and and, and as a no, I mean for I the club to 
to get as much money <laughs> oh, as they I can see. to be able Sorry, to yeah. have to afford these ridiculous well, of course. prices. Well, of course. But the thing is, what, what Steve Parrish once said to us, I remember him saying it, is it, look, what we would like to do, it was a three-year plan, he said, even though he may have changed his mind since, but the three-year plan was to, was to basically consolidate in the, in the uh, championship. And, and within three years, try and go up. And, and within mm. that three years, we went up. And then he said, but when we go up, if it, it, but it will basically give us financial stability, but also the, the ability to spend money, as in, like, we now own our own ground. We now own our own training ground. You know, mm-hmm. we, let's go to auction to buy our own training ground. Um, you know, it, it's just, and, and being able to, to uh, attract players to pay them, even though, you know, even though they're on a, a, a one-year deal, but paying them, I don't know, but very good wages, Mm. But you know, to to afford people like Dwight Gale, if you, you know he's the future of our club, he's signed a, a decent deal. He's going to be on decent money. So, but it, it's just a it's just the whole future of our club for for at least a, you know the next few years is mm. we've got stability which we haven't had. You know, we've yeah. we just keep going through the meal of of having. Just something silly happen, or or having someone all of a sudden, you know, they run the business for a long time, you know, and then we get one who who just almost tries to wind us up behind our backs, you know, as in wind us up financially by, you know, separating us from our ground, and then then we had another one who was who was a football fan working on the delusion, even though he was a nice guy, you know, working on the delusional side of things with his own dough. That's the thing. Yeah. We put with Palace money, done his own dough, and then Mark yeah. come along and done his own dough, and there's a lot of money gone through our club, but the, but the That's money. Right. It, it, it wasn't like it was. The money now is just is absolutely vast, you know. To say that if we go, I mean, if we go down, we I know that sounds horrible. But if we go straight back down, we look forward to thirty million quid over three yeah, years. That's the point. That is the point, Joey. Is is that um, we're not going to gamble our entire success on trying to stay in the Premiership. Of course, we're going to try. We're going to try our absolute best. We're not going to gamble everything on it because then it's harder to get back. We're going to get ourselves in a position where we can get back. Um, can I ask you, Nick, very quickly? It's the same subject, but rather than sort of have you repeat what what Joel said, because I think it's a very sensible point of view that you'll probably share uh, mostly. Can I ask you if you people have been very critical because we're not getting res- the results apparently? Um, if I was to say to you, out of the games that we've played, uh, the one team that you'd expect us to beat would be Sunderland, and we did. Um, is it probably yeah. fair to say that out of all the teams we've played, maybe Stoke away, maybe you could have say argue that we could expect a point would have been a good result, but maybe we could have expected it given how we played. Is it fair <laughs> to say that the rest of those games they're not realistic games for us to say to, to criticise the team for not winning, losing at home to Tottenham, um, obviously lost away at Stoke, beating Sunderland, lost away at Man United. Uh, lost at home to Swansea, lost away to Southampton, who were in, sitting in fourth place, and then lost at Anfield. Are, are they not really bad results, are they? No, the, the, the golfing class is phenomenal. Um, the, the games that I've seen, Swansea, much as I hate to say it, were joy to watch, and it was just so much better than what we'd, we've been used to mm. so far. You know, at, at championship level, and, and much as I love going to midweek championship games and hate the whole match day experience of the, the Premier brand um the football is is a whole lot better and palace are playing much better than they were last year i think you know we're mm-hmm. trying things out i think it'll gel i think it'll take time um but just enjoy the matches i mean i'm i don't know about you but i'm looking forward to arsenal coming i'm looking forward to a, a 
you know, two derbies in the space of five days, you know, mm. one of them under floodlights. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's the actual games. And uh, yeah. so, as, as long as we, we give it our best shot, you know, and don't start looking for excuses for losing all the time, um, yeah. which Holloway did used to do. I'm not sure whether it'd be the same now, but we shall see. We shall okay. see. I'm, um, it's, it, I'm, I'm not, I was expecting to be in this position, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm not surprised. Okay. Who do you you think? Sorry, Chris. Nick, who do you think? Who do you think we should be beating? Uh, Like last season, if we were on our game, we could beat anybody. And I think we've got a potential team for that when they click. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And there's always, every season, there's, there's a result where QPR will beat Chelsea or... You know the, the surprise result: West Brom beating um, Man United the other week. You mm. know, I, I think we could we could get a win against anyone. It'll be a surprise, but you know, let's just enjoy the, the quality of the football we're watching. West Brom finished tenth last year. Yeah. All right. Anyway, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Listen, time, time is a moving on. Uh, I don't want to keep you because I know you've got to go, Nick. Um, Homeland. I want to watch uh, Homeland. Yeah. All right. I've got to work to do, so you know. <laughs> But this is this is enjoyable, so let's keep it going and, uh, and yeah. get it done as quick as we can. Um, following on from what we've talked about the season so far, we had a little chat there about um, expectation, and we had a little chat about um, you know what we're doing and why we're doing it. So come January time, um, we've got a couple of options, right? So say we're still in touch with the teams above us, which we should be. Uh, we've already got twenty five senior players registered plus more. We've got promising youth players that we need to give game time. Um, what do you want to see us do at that point? Uh, do, do we try and convince one or two top quality players to join in and try and move a few players on? Do we consolidate with what we have and hope for the best? Do we, say, cut our losses, start maybe get rid of a couple of uh, high earners and start planning for the, the championship? What, what, what do you do? Uh, Gel first, then Nick. OK. Um, well, I, I just think he'll know where we are with certain players. Um, but... I, Again, he's saying about he's saying about um, earlier about not spending loads of money to keep yourself in it. Yep, that's what you got to do if you want. You know, if you want to be attracting, I don't. I don't know. On it, you know, I, I I always thought that we should be that we really should be should have tried to get instead of getting um, eight or nine midfielders in that we should have been getting a thirty or forty thousand pound a week striker. That's just me. Mm. Uh, that's that's my feel, you know. That's my thinking, and then encouraging some of our really, really promising uh, young players to be. Uh, you know, if, the, the thing is, if you stick, the the best analogy I can give, right, is Sachin Tendulke plays his first game when he's 16 years old. Mm. Now, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So, you know, we've got some good players. The, the, the Premiership's a slower game. It's not hoof and, and smash it. It's like it is in the Championship. You know, they'll have a little bit more time. It's just that the strikers are a little bit more deadly. So if we have a, a 21-year-old defender... I don't defender, think they defender, do have a bit more time, Joe. Oh, I no, they do. They, no, they do. No, 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 they, they, they definitely do. The, the, the thing is, what it is, Nick, the difference between the Championship and the Premiership is that the midfielders are absolute quality and the, and the, and the forwards will score... A championship player will probably score one in every five chances. A, a, a premiership player will score two, two, two point five. That's the difference. When you're paying up, like, playing people like Van Persie and they're getting thirty or forty goals a season, can you imagine? Just can you imagine if Man United paid hundred million for Ronaldo? What the fuck he do to our defenders when he comes out in Celeste? Mm. 
Jesus right. Christ. He kill Jay, us. Jay, you had way too many Fs in this one. Um, oh, Nick. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah. we're, so I've got, I'll, I'll ask you something in a second. I did say you're allowed to swear a bit more in this one, but you've gone, you've gone fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, so, I mean, obviously, Joe's made the point about, um, you know, not do too much, not gamble our future. Um, he mentioned trying to get in a, a £40,000 a week strike. I will point out, we went after Darren Bent. We'd have to have paid him probably more than that. We went after Nicholas we Bent. Those, those things Murray. didn't pan out. Yeah, well, exactly. But um, we'll so, Murray and Gale up there, and Shamat can go and sulk in the wings. <laughs> and, um, um, we'll yeah, I can get the feeling you're not feeling too good about him. Um, okay, so, I mean, in general, would you say, Nick, that... Defence. Um, we need okay. a, a defender, whether that's bringing one of the youngsters up yeah. and, uh, well, and getting him used to it. We're not being I thrashed think, every no. week, though, are we? No, 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 no. Well, right. Look, Ryan Innes uh, made the bench against Liverpool, so maybe we can get the sort of defender and get the youth in, in, in one player there. So, um, look, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't want to dwell too much on it, Nick. But would you say try? We've done done a lot of business. Would you say it's time to try and consolidate and gel those players rather than worry too much about who we're going to get in January? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. But then um, we'll see where we are then. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a few games away. We'll see um, how, where we're adrift. I think the biggest problem for me come that time of year is, you know, at what price do I renew my season ticket for next year? Mm. Yeah, I but suppose, that's yeah. That's, show, that's, that's, that you know, is, when do they? Yeah. I suppose, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I Personally, I just, I mean, I'll always do the, the 12-month plan. I don't think it'll matter to me, really. Yeah. But um, I was going to ask you guys a question about the, the hot debate that is the smoke bombs, um, but I've decided not to do that. We'll save that for a show, I think, because that's going to run and run. Uh, interesting that the manager and board have had their say. I've got my own views on that, but um, I don't think we've got the time to really express a, a point of view. Should, um, cool. what, about yes or, what about a yes or a no? Um, I don't. No, can I? Can I stop you there, guys? I don't want a yes or a no because I think okay. as a, I think as a subject, it's quite an emotive one. I yeah. I mean, certainly, I don't think any of us want to see people who are genuinely suffering medical problems. But um, I think there's a bit well, more look, to it than that. We we could fill them with uh, laughing gas and let off. The <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been interesting. Isn't illegal. Mm, yeah, we'll come to we'll we'll come to that in another show, I guess. Um, so uh, my last question. Laughing gas. My last question, and and you know, if if there's a chance to find a little bit more about yourselves after this, I might well do that. But my last question is, um, if there was, is there anything, any one thing, any number of things that right now that you would change about the Palace if you could, Joe? You've got complete reign of Crystal Palace. God help us. What would you do? What would be team, your next? What would be your next move? Team everything. Yeah, no, oh, everything. Right, okay, okay, well, firstly, right, what I would do is I would employ someone to badger Bromley Council and move us to Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace Park, and mm. uh, uh, because this this thing that is this Chinese guys is trying to trying to do, he's trying to get the Crystal Palace built back up, is going to is going to uh, entice thousands and thousands of people to that area, and the NIMBY's going to go mad about that anyway. But anyway, when you chuck a billion quid at it, the, the, the council in London are just going to say, "Shut up, NIMBY's and um, get on with it." I would take <laughs> us there. I would also play us three five two because I think we, we get an overrun in the midfield. We need to have two up front, without a doubt, because we've got to score goals. We need to score more goals than we concede, and I think we'll have a chance. Um, so, uh, and with the... 
fans, I would stop these uh, uh, these people that are standing there telling everyone to sit down. After you've set, jumped off your seat, to stick your hands up in the air if we've missed or scored, but missed mainly, um, you're being told to sit down straight away. And I've got the arm about that. I've got the right arm about that because a geezer at Sunderland was telling me to sit down. And I said, look behind you. And he wouldn't even talk to me. I said, look behind you. And, and I just said, look, it's 2,500 Sunderland fans standing up. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm. Fair dues, Nick. Um, I'd make sure that they have Palace Ale in the family area <laughs> rather than just carling and get a decent bloody hand dryer in the toilets there because I can <laughs> fart more powerfully than that hand dryer. On the pitch, I'd like to see um, the return of... I have to think that one out. No, I, I, I just let, let, let the people who know what they're doing get on with that. I just, I just want to enjoy my match day experience. Well, we've, and, we've uh, now... We've now found out how Nick dries his hands at Selhurst Park. Yes. Fantastic. Um, we did get a couple of questions in from uh, from listeners. Uh, one to Joe was, does Joe have a second team? From That's from James Sorby. I think he's been a bit mischievous there, Joe, wouldn't you say? No, I well, you can you can turn around. I've got... <coughs> look, look, well, I'll tell you what, I, I already told you. My first team that I ever followed was, was Liverpool. It could have been Newcastle, whoever won the 74 Cup final. Then, obviously, I grew up a little bit. And, and went to Palace with my mates where I've stayed. But I always had Liverpool in my heart. One of my best friends is a guy called Gary Ullman, who's an assistant, uh, sorry, who's an associate director at Crystal Palace. And for 15 years, he's owned a club called Cray Wanderers. So when Palace were away, and I didn't have any doubt to go with them, I went and watched Cray. That touched me up to three teams. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if, I, I wouldn't go and watch anyone else, but, you know, I have been Champions League at Anfield, and I have, I have um, you know, I've, I've, I've well, I wasn't, you know. I wasn't calling you subhuman scum under my breath at all. I'm fine now. <laughs> fine. Um, all right. And the second question was actually to me. Sorry, Nick. And it says, when did I? When did Hambo last watch a Palace game sober? Uh, Bristol City in the Cup. And I really wish I hadn't. But uh, there you go. Did you take your new car there? That's why. No, I ended up on the club coach. It was a whole miscommunication. It's an experience I don't want to repeat in any way, shape or form. Um, not go to okay. football without drinking. Yeah, go to football without drinking and on the on the, and on the club coach. It just right. it's just not for me. Um, all right, listen, Nick needs to go. I know that. Um, I think we found a little bit about out about you guys and and what you think and how long you've been Palace fans and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'd like to have found found out a little bit more maybe, but um, I think in the time we've had, it's been more than uh, more than enough. So uh, it just goes for me to thank you, uh, thank you, Nick, thank you, Joe, for your time today. Thank you. It's been very enjoyable. I uh, hope the listeners do Thank enjoy it as well. <laughs> Cheers, Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, so who was he most like then? I think I think definitely Dennis Norden. Uh, um, is that it? Have we ended? His Scottish accent was piss poor. Because, I mean, like, Mikey burped, which means his microphone's on. I don't know. Is he still recording? Who knows? I'm waiting for him to tell me. Hold on. He didn't burp. Oh, it just came out of his. Thing. That was Nick, wasn't it? I thought it was Nick. Nick, was it you? What? The burping sound. It was Jill. You, it was you, wasn't it? Because you wasn't were eating. You were eating. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. I promise. Right. When's this going out, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if it's finished yet. But it'll probably we'll probably upload it tonight. Because um, people right. like like the show for Monday morning, don't they? Yeah, I like this to in the car. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, apparently we haven't finished, so what I'll do... Um, Joe said he can carry on. Nick, do you want to go? I'll have a little chat with Joe when you've gone. Yeah, I'll see you um, against Fulham, where we'll yeah. win 3-1. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, cool. Nice one. No, Nick, Nick just went. He went that quick. <laughs> oh. Did you notice that really annoying sound as well had been had been coming from Nick. I think I think what he actually come up. This has come up on my thing. Is Holmesdale removed Nick Gillard from this conversation? <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> He's actually sacked. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, that been was hard. A it, I think he'd borrowed uh, Ben's. Do you remember Ben's hovercraft? Ben Nagel. He had uh, when he was in. Even the. Uh, Ever happens to me. Did he go off yeah, and yeah. onto bigger and better things at university? Uh, no, no. Do you know what it is? It's like it's like he's gone to university in the 1940s because he's got no internet. It's I don't, oh. know, I don't know what's happened to him. Really? Um, hasn't, hasn't he got Skype? No, smooth no, move. Well, they don't have Wi-Fi at his at his uni. No, he's, I mean at the place he lives, obviously. Um, yeah. Really? Can't he just go down to the local pub and get a freebie on this? I don't know. I don't know. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Like students. Yeah, um, hmm. So I suppose um, we, can give, we can give the listeners another two minutes, maybe. Uh, Mikey didn't seem too keen on the idea, so I'm going to carry on. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for him to respond to that. Um, he says Homeland in capital letters. Mm, what do you think, Joe? Do you watch Homeland? He's got Sky. No, I don't. I, I usually go out to the club on a Sunday night, so I've given up my time. I think Mikey should give his time up. Uh, what club do you go to? Let's find a little bit more about yourself. Come on. Uh, I go to a snooker club local to where I live to have a game of cards with my mates, who I've known for a very long time. Why do you go to a snooker club to play cards? You play snooker, surely? <sighs> no. No, I can't see the end of the table nowadays in my bad mince pies. So... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I um, no, we just go up there. It's, it's generally quiet on a Sunday night, and we have a friendly game of cards. Um, mm. And uh, it's it's uh, I just I just like it up there. It's, um, it's better I, I, than sitting indoors on a Sunday night. Um, I like the way you didn't give away the precise location. I was trying to get. I was. Do you don't want any <laughs> listeners to maybe join your game of cards? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's certain people I don't want to find out. Of <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, but. Um, I'll just try I, that, that question that you asked earlier. It's like favourites and and not the, the easy one was Brolin, but favourites. This been, we've had some really good players at Palace. So yeah. when you look back, oh, if we could make up a team of of, uh, of of players from I don't know, say nineteen fifty, I would imagine we got we've definitely got people you know supporters going back to there. Um, but you know, just. Um, it's 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 a question that crops up so much on like on the nostalgia talk on Homestead and stuff like that, where people are like, oh, you know, pick your pick your team of legends, and obviously there was the club that did it for the centenary, as pit legends. You had things like, I mean, obviously AJ was there. I think you had AJ up alongside. See, he, w- he wouldn't make he wouldn't make my forward line. No, no he, he could he, he could have got right bright right and bright of course. Oh, and Johnny Byrne, if you go back further, the people I mean, I obviously never saw him myself, but the people who did were just. You know, he was out of this world, and, and then it's it's which what he, it's an almost an impossible ask. I mean, one of the things that you know we talk people talk about Matt Jansen as well when he joined was a great what, player, was a, was the amazing player. white man I've ever seen. <laughs> was an, an amazing player. We and I couldn't believe it. he had such bad luck having that crash that yeah. he virtually finished his career. That's it. But it's yeah. It's um, we've been very privileged. It's just one of those things, isn't it, for us where it's trying to get enough of those sorts of players in the team in one one go. And uh, and the managers, the managers. Mm. I mean, Swift Terry Venables. He managed Barcelona. Mm. I know you know people can think what they what they want about him, but we 
we had the manager who managed Barcelona. They, you know, I got, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, Man United, they never had that, have they? Could you, right. well, could you ever think that Ferguson was good enough to go and manage Barcelona in return? I don't think so. It's a different... Uh, I mean, obviously, in terms of English football, he's the, you know, he's the man. Oh, really. the governor, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. But, but yeah, but it's, it's a different style, isn't it, um, over there? But Yeah, I mean, diff- it's, like you say, mate, it's a, a very difficult thing. Um, I think we are going to have to go because I don't really want to offend Mikey too much more. I'm slightly... It is his fault we're going on this long. And it's late because he didn't turn up for 25 minutes because he, well, he was still at work when we were supposed to have actually started this. So there you go. But um, it's been fun. We'll do a few more of these, I think. A few more, a few more little uh, bonus podcasts because we'll have plenty of gaps because of how the Premier League is. So, um, so once more, thank you, Joe, for your time. Thank um, you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And, yeah, I enjoyed uh, that. It's good. I say, uh, hopefully people have got something for their Monday commute now, and um, let us know about what you thought of it. Really, uh, anything you'd like to see in the future? Also, let us know. And if you want to contact us during non-show days, it's radio at homestead.net is the email. Um, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Cheers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.